It's the Murphy, Sam, and Jody after the show podcast. And so if you are a lover of vinyl or you know somebody who is or somebody's collecting vinyl for the first time or recollecting when you owned it before or whatever, it's funny how retro it's become. Yeah. Um, it's cool it, again we thought we'd never see it again yeah and so i mean and our youngest daughter has gotten into it i figure what i would do is just kind of put together a little something that's the do's and the don'ts of this sam i don't know if any of your kids are into vinyl or not no they haven't but, gotten into it mm-hmm. so um you know it, it's i think it's kind of like anything else by the way if you know for, for the true audio file that's not what this podcast is for i mean we're not going to go into like the high-end high-end stuff um, but I just wanted to share with you what some of the options are if this is something you want to try to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be honest with you, I think you're going to find the vinyls more expensive than the equipment. <laughs> Depending on, don't you agree, Jody? I guess I don't know. I'm not all. About, I'm not all up on this like you well, are. But you've been Murphy. shopping. You've been on the on the vinyl end of it. You've been shopping for records just for fun. For yeah, for you since you have a turntable. Yeah, right. Um, and then then Phoebe asked for a record player turntable whatever in her room and murphy bought her this gorgeous one Mm -hmm. that sounds great and she listens to albums now she's so retro yeah um well so i look for her i guess now and her has hers has the built-in speakers that's really what i was getting at there Mm. there are three things you're either going to go into the you know what when i say lower end it's the less expensive that has the speakers built into it Mm -hmm. which that's the kind of when you talk about that being a retro turntable I guess that would have been what, like, my dad would have had, where the speaker was built into it. Yeah. I, I mean, as, and I never had that as a kid. What I had as a kid was, like, it had the separate speakers and all that. It yeah. was a cheapy turntable, but it, it didn't have the built-in stuff. Yeah, I had the turntable that went with the stereo system. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, so, you know, you, you can do the starter entry there. What I thought was really cute about this, Jody can tell you, we went over, if Phoebe was visiting with a friend, Madeline. Mm-hmm. And we're going to pick her up, and we walk in the house, and what are they doing, Jody? They're upstairs under a tent, playing Scrabble and listening to the Eagles on vinyl. The Whoa. best of the Eagles, Volume Two. Awesome! Like, I was like, I want to stay here, and they had little string lights. It's like I want to stay wow. here forever. Man, yeah, these are cool kids. This is my 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 best friend Jody. Mm-hmm. This is her her daughter Madeline and Julia. Yeah, so they had a good night that night, and they did. And you know what's what I think is kind of cool about that is even though the speakers aren't gonna you know set the world on fire or anything like that, um, it's got Bluetooth. This particular one has Bluetooth built in, so if you really wanted to hook it to other bigger speakers that you have, you know, you can do that. So you can get into this for thirty nine, you know, forty bucks mm-hmm. on the on the lower end with like the Crosleys and the Victrola models and those. And then the other one, there there are a number of different brands, but Audio Technica, which now does the old Techniques turntables, oh, yeah. you know, I remember yeah. from the eighties. Um, you know, they they even have some introductory versions that are like in the, you know, sixty to a hundred dollar range. You can also connect to Bluetooth or you know, old school with a wire <laughs> into a stereo if you really want to. Um, and then they, then it goes higher from that. They actually do a replica of the really popular turntable from the 1980s with all the speeds and all that yeah. and the, the high-end cartridges if you start to really you know care about the sound but I, I just think when i got back into it to realize wow i mean this is kind of cool and it's very simple you basically have three different directions you can go mm-hmm. you know simple intermediate and advanced you know and My goodness, that i knew it, none of this i had a turntable i had a little re- well first we had a turntable in our living room with my mom's big stereo that looked like a piece of furniture yeah she still has that stereo to this day and the turntable is there i don't know if it works yeah, our turntable was it? part yeah. of a hi-fi 
Right. And then I had a record player in my room, which was portable. You could, you know, close it up and latch it and take it to your friend's house. And I want to say the first one I ever had when I was little was a Hardy Boys record oh, really? player. Yeah. Huh? And then as I grew up, I begged for one that was more serious so I could play Rick Springfield albums. <laughs> Not on your Hardy Boys player. Right. right. So, but I, I'm, I never could have told you to save my life what brand it was. Everything you were saying, just like, shoom, shoom, shoom over my Oh, head. I don't remember. I mean, I my, the, my stereo brand was Montgomery Wards. That mm. tells you how, you know. So, yeah. I don't remember that. But, like, I mean, when, like, the classic turntable I think of is, like, my grandparents' turntable, which was a zenith, and it was all a, a piece of furniture, which is mm. kind of funny. You know, it was all built in. But um, so, I mean, I guess that would be a totally different world of retro. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there are people that collect that. But for, you know, kids getting into it, it's like you're saying, Jody, it's the stuff that has the speaker built in that makes mm-hmm. it easy. I have yeah. a, a, a question for you, Murphy, and I guess Bailey can answer this, too. But uh, what is the the, the draw to, to bringing you back to vinyl? Is it the album art? Is it the actual sound of it? Is it I mean, why all of a sudden are See, we going back to you're listing things, and they're all They're true. all. They're I all, knew yeah. that Bailey was going to say that. Bailey, you're such an old soul. Yeah. You were born in the wrong time. Oh, don't say that. I'm sorry. I was born <laughs> in the right time, but I'm appreciating the old You things. are so right. Bailey once said this, and I'll never forget it. Certain things that people say stick out to you, hopefully, if you listen um, to people. What did you say? <laughs> exactly. Bailey said this when we were first getting to know him. Listening to an album is an experience. Yeah. It's not just listening to a song like you download one song and then you're on with your day. It's a whole full experience. Yeah. And I was you, like, God, it's you're, true. You're taking the gigantic disc out of a big sleeve that's got beautiful artwork on it. Yes. And you're p- placing it on this thing. that <laughs> I don't know. It takes a total of like 30 seconds to set up. You're not just clicking a button. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, that's just the setup. Then you play it and you're... I mean, you're supposed to listen to it that way. Most yeah. artists recorded albums for them to be a full experience. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's what's so cool about it. When you said that, I really remember doing it. And you to talk about art. To me, that's what I miss about out. When, whenever we went to cassettes, I missed art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I missed big art to look at and or display whatever you'd, you were playing. You would put that album up. Yeah. Just like the record store. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, I mean, pretty much like like to think that you had to go into a store and make your decision mm-hmm. based off how it looked mm-hmm. rather than the, the way that people choose music now, which is actually Samples. how it listens and right. whatever. Like you mm-hmm. can actually listen to the song mm-hmm. to decide if you like it rather than looking at the cover of the album mm-hmm. to decide if you yeah. like it. Well, I mean, I think what would happen is that the cover was the artistic expression. The songs were played on the radio. I mean, that's that's what led you well, into gotcha. the, the right. record store, just like anything else. And it's funny that that's your take on it, Bailey, because you know, as somebody who, I mean, I grew up with vinyl because my parents had it. By the time I was in high school, it was all about the cassettes. You know, I mean, the album thing was still there, the cassettes and CDs. So, you know, I was really at the end of the vinyl generation. So I was excited to be moving into something that was smaller, easier to carry around because album collections were just like bulky. And then it's kind of like, wow, you know, the CD originally was marketed as well. It's indestructible, which of course it really wasn't. Right. It couldn't scratch and, you know, didn't have the pops that vinyl had. But um, it's funny how all those advancements and now you have people like, oh, I listen to the pops and the crackles. That's the way it was intended <laughs> to be. <laughs> and uh, And then when you think about it, it, all you're getting out of it is, you know, but uh, I don't know what it would be, 23 minutes of music on each side. You know, yeah. that's about all that fits onto an album. But I think that the 
I don't know if this is a chicken and egg thing or what, but artists certainly designed an album with the intent of it telling a story in a lot of cases or being one fluid thing together. And I think they still do that with MP3s today, but they were building that story around the format it was being delivered on. You know what I mean? In other words, because it was vinyl and that was the only option for doing that. Unless, of course, you had a double album set. Yeah. Then you can tell <laughs> twice as much. Yeah. But um, the... Uh, I, it's it's just kind of funny to me that that is what's become retro. And the artwork part, I suppose, is the thing that's really kind of missing because you can see it on your screen today, but there's something very different about it being 12 inches in size. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and you can and, hold it. Yeah, right. And so maybe that's you know part of the attraction too. I just know that Phoebe, um, is she bought her own album, which is George Harrison. I swear she's an old soul, as mm-hmm. Jody says. Um, she's borrowed two of my Beatles albums, which were the first two that I bought because they were best of collections. They never, the Beatles never rolled up any best ofs until I think the eighties. And so that's what, you know, my first Beatles albums were just compilation albums. She listens to those, the blue album and the red album. Mm -hmm. And then, um, there's more she's looking out for. She's looking to get hotel California. Yeah. Right. But the thing is like some of these that she's found online, they're like, it's $23 for something that, 10 years ago was considered obsolete. You know what I mean? You could pick up an album for 50 cents 10 years ago. Really? When we were little, when I was going to the store with my mother and I had money in my pocket and I was running back to the albums, I remember doing it and looking through it and being fascinated by some of the images, some of the images you never forget. And then, oh, there's the one I wanted. That actually happened to me with Working Class Dog, the first Rick Springfield album where he was... It wasn't his first album, but the first big one was like, who is this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember going to the store and buying that and walking out with it like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So how much did it cost? I don't remember. Like 80, 1982. How much would that have cost me? I don't know. Maybe eight ninety nine, nine ninety nine. See, that would have like been that. a lot of my money. Well, yeah. I mean, it was because if you were buying singles, which mm-hmm. were the 45 versions of vinyl, um, I think that you could get them for like 99 cents or right. a buck 99 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you were going all in on the album, you needed to make sure album. you loved it, right? Yes. Excellent. Do you, uh, do the turntables today still have that feature where like when you had 45s and I guess you could do it with albums where you could put multiple ones on and mm. after no. it plays one. It My mom's with, had that. Well, no, I mean, I don't think that this, I, I, you know, I'd have to Google that, Sam. Make I really your own vinyl know. playlist. Right. <laughs> Every, everything that I've seen has been, you know, just the, you know, the, the 80s versions of those turntables, yeah. one one piece of vinyl one at, at a time, time. Not, the, not with the changers on them. And the changers, could you do that with albums, or was that only for 45s? I, I thought it, it was al- Might have just been 45s. 45s, yeah, yeah right. Because mm-hmm. um, that would have been pretty heavy to do with, yeah. with the, the bigger well, albums. So the moral of the story here, Murphy, is that if you've got a kid, right? The moral of your story, if you've got a kid who's even a little bit retro and has had any interest in vinyl, you could gift them for even Christmas coming up. A, a record player. Yeah. Uh, is that what you even call it? A record player? <laughs> yeah. A turntable. It is. It's a turntable. And you know what? I mean, I, I agree with Bailey. To me, the fun of it, and even though look, some of it is expensive, it doesn't mean that your kid has to go buy Mm-mm. every $23 album that's out there. There's no doubt some of it's pricey. Some of the fun of it is just going through these record bins where collectors have put them back and you're... You're just kind of exploring mm-hmm. music, or at least I can. I can get lost in that for an hour. Yeah. You know? There's a... So... They're, here in town, they have a, a record store that, in the front, you have all the newest vinyl. You got all the stuff that they've wrapped and put price tags on and all that kind of right. stuff. But in it's the been, back, It's been put back out, right? The, you're what right. do you call that? Reissues and that sort exactly. of thing? Exactly, yeah. yeah. 
In the back, though, they have the dollar bins, the $2 bins, and the $3 bins mm-hmm. that still have really good albums, mm-hmm. but they're either the sleeve is not in the best shape or somebody bought it and they brought it back, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Right. I, That's the, most of my collections are from that back That's area. super cool. Yeah. Um, I know you and Murphy have gifted each other albums and vinyl since you guys met. And um, That's why I was at Burt Reynolds' album. It <laughs> 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 was pretty funny, yeah. Phoebe had her eye on the last time we went sort of, I don't know, antiquing as a family. We had a weekend getaway. I don't know if you remember this, but she really had her eye on an Eddie Money yeah, oh, album. Yeah, do I remember that? She yeah. loves him. And um, this before she had the turntable in her room, so we need to be on the lookout. Well, you know, I went back to try to find it. She really wanted that one because it was signed by Eddie Money. And, of course, he signed a million of his albums. But um, <laughs> this particular album wasn't in great shape. It, it, I mean, it's if you're going to get an Eddie Money album that's, that's autographed, it's the one that has two tickets to paradise and Baby Hold On. I was really that's one of his song, biggest albums, right? And they're on the same album. And so this one was signed, but the album was really just not in great shape. Yeah. But they were selling it for $45. Oh! And, uh. Yeah. And so I I'm, I went on to eBay to check the same thing. And they, if so for those albums in good condition, that's about the average price for a signed Eddie Money album. $45. Thank God we know this. Yeah. Oh, my anyway, God. I mean, at least you have ways to be able to research all this. And, but, you know, I mean, it's it's funny because it's your child and it's something they really want. I mean, I've been tempted to go there to mm. give to It's like, ugh. Forty-five dollars for you know, know two songs I can call up on a playlist right now. Anytime, you know? anytime. Yeah. Right. I got uh, an autographed album. Really? By who? Uh, Eddie Money. I like Eddie Money. <laughs> we like Eddie Money at our house. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. The um. So I don't. I don't actually remember my first album. When my parents gave me a turntable, um, it there were two albums that came with it, and I just don't remember either one. But the one I do remember getting later was because i thought i was just man i thought i was so tough is my aunt and uncle gave me dynasty by kiss no that was and tough so, i was you know, scared of kiss when i was and a that child. was they had the four faces are on there they're in their full makeup garb and all that and man i was yeah. you know you were i was you were a tough cool guy instantly. right exactly right. now uh, it's my, kind of funny looking. my brother was a big kiss fan and he had all the kiss albums mm-hmm. and then when they went you know they had all the four single albums that I they know. each put out i'm aware of those yeah. yeah, I have a first grade. I've told you this story before, guys. I don't know if you remember it, but when I was in first grade. A little girl from the country in my brown dress. I was sitting in my desk, and this boy who was sitting in front of me turned around, and it was "Bring Your Album" to "Bring Your Favorite Album" Friday. Yeah, and yeah. I, of course I brought some Sesame Street, <laughs> something Grover dancing, and uh, this boy in front of me brought one of the Kiss albums, and I think it was the Gene Simmons one. <laughs> and it's scared. And he was like, he showed it to me, he went, <laughs> uh, Did he make the noise? Song. Yes. Yeah. And so, first grade, that was not fun for me. <laughs> True story. That's, what's funny about that is that, you know, the first year they gave me Kiss, and then the next year, you know, it, I think it was at Christmas time, the next album I got was Donna Summer, The Wanderer. Wow. <laughs> Now, she was hot looking on the front of it, yeah. but it was a different direction altogether. You yeah, know? I believe she was. <laughs> Not so rock and roll. Okay, and by the way, if you want to see Murphy's recommendations and, and um, what we actually got Phoebe, her turntable, you mm-hmm. can get links to it on our uh, our website, murphysamandjody.com. Yeah. Missed any part of the show? Get it all at murphysamandjody.com.